Hello, Texans, and welcome to the program that gets you inside NRG Stadium. Mark Vandermeer with you on Texans All Access this evening across the hall from the locker room. John Harris is with us as well. All right, Johnny, let's get right to this tonight. Okay. I've been waiting to get on the air and talk about some of these things, and in no particular order, let's start out with the playoff format of the National Football League, and let's change it for the better, shall we? Because the MLB okay. playoffs, there's talk about them expanding dramatically. Have you heard about this? Possibly 14 teams. That's a ton in baseball. And going with seven and seven and one gets a bye, and then you have the six teams square off in so-called wild card three-game series with the home team hosting all three games. You're not going to, the, the higher seed, rather, hosting all three games, and then you go into a Final Four in each league, and then you go ahead to the World Series. I don't know if that's going to work or not, but... You know, I find it interesting that they would expand the NFL. A lot of talk about possible expansion there to 14 teams out of the 32, still less of a percentage than what you'd have in baseball and certainly less of a percentage than what you'd have or what you do have in the NBA, which is over 50% of the league making the postseason. Your initial thoughts. Let's first talk about baseball because I think this does have an effect on the other leagues. Yeah. I, first of all, I have to step out of my uh, traditionalist baseball hat. It's funny because baseball is one where I'm very – traditionalist based but mm -hmm. i like i'm listening to go wait hold on you're gonna do what now uh had kind of an sec guy moment like wait what now uh you got <laughs> this guy and that and that. you know and the drafting of the team or you could pick your opponent uh, in one scenario that whole thing that's ridiculous that now, let's that, just I'm like Put that away. right. Sean and Seth were talking about it, and it sounded like they were actually for that element. No, 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 no. You well, do not pick your opponent under any circumstances. That's Sean's love of WWE coming forth. Is that what that is? That seems like something that, that uh, Vince McMahon would have come up with. You pick your money in the bank opponent. I mean, that's what it feels like in some sense. But it's... It's also got a world of dance feel. World of dance does that. You get to the second round. You get to pick your opponent if you're the higher ranked. And it's this always is baseball. Where you can't go from the pendulum like cannot swing if that. You want much. to add a couple more teams? Like I don't. I don't know that I mind the the three games. The the three games all being at home for that team. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. For, it's it, no travel. So I mean, I, I you know the travel for a three game series to travel go zip zip zip. Three like no, that's too tough. It's too tough. So but why I, not just stay in the uh, in one park? And you know what? If you're the lower seed, uh, tough to be you. You know what I mean? You yeah, weren't I able to agreed. get a good enough record to host. And well, heck, just, last year the Nationals won all four games at Minute Maid, and the Astros won all three games yeah. uh, at Nationals Park. Here's and this is where I am a traditionalist in playoffs and all sports. I didn't like it when the UIL went to. Three teams from a district went to playoffs. Then they went to four teams in the district made the playoffs. I don't like the NBA that has 16 out of 30 teams make the playoffs. Making the playoffs should feel like you've accomplished right. something. The, that alone should mean something. Not that you're just top half. So it, it should mean something. And, and I mean, I, I understand that you'd like to have week 16, week 17, and maybe if we move forward, week 18 games that matter because that seventh team in the NFL could possibly make it. Now that would be 14 of 32. You're still feeling like, okay, that's a, it's a, it's a little higher percentage of teams that make the playoffs, but it's not 16 out of 30. Right. 
So I just have always been of a mindset, the fewer that make the playoffs, the better. Even in, even in college football, I, the fewer that make it, the better. I've never been, oh, you should go all the way to 32 teams. You should go to 16 teams. I, I just, I think somewhere between four to eight is is right where it needs to be, as long as you're inclusive in, in bringing in non-Power 5 teams in some way, shape, or form. Because if they're part of FBS football, then they should be part of some sort of version win a championship. And right now, they're not. So get it to eight where they can be involved. Well, obviously, in professional leagues, everybody's involved. Right. I am always going to side with fewer teams, the better. However... I understand that in the business that we are in, our business exists because there are TV uh, companies that are paying a lot of money right. to professional teams that they would like to see more playoff games. And I'm selfish in some sense. I like watching playoff games. Sure. I don't care the sport. You name the sport, playoffs, it just goes up to a different level. So, Especially in the NFL where it's one and done. Yeah, absolutely. And I, And I got to a point where... When the UIL went to four teams per district, I was like, okay, it's just more playoff games. Yeah, there might be some really bad playoff games. There might be some teams that get in there with two and eight records. And that's an anomaly in some sense. You might end up having a great playoff game you didn't think you were going to have. So right. let's say this past year that you went to seven in, in the NFL. You went to seven teams in both leagues. Now you got Kansas City having to play a game in that week after week 17. Kansas City's got to play, what? Pittsburgh, probably, I think uh, it was. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I see what so, no, Kansas City's got to play Pittsburgh, and Baltimore gets that bye. they don't get the bye because they're a two seed. Right. So, that's how it would go, folks. It would be one team per conference getting a bye. Right. Six other teams playing opening weekend. You'd have three games each day, Saturday and Sunday, on the first, on that wild card weekend. Right. And so, I... That would be kind of cool to have an extra playoff game. Like, I mean, th- all right. That'd be that would, cool. That would be kind of nice. I like that when I think about it from that perspective. But I'm like, yeah, man, 14 of 32. Yes, they're still. There are two times in Texans history where the Texans would have made the playoffs if it was 7-7, seven and seven, if it was 14 total teams. 2014. 2014 and, and 2009. 2009. Yeah, 2009 they would have made it. 2014 they would have made it. That would have been cool to make it. And yeah. I think that, all right, does that cheapen the play? Obviously, if you let more teams in, it does so-called water it down a little bit right but you said it i mean it's more exciting it's more money for the league and i think that since you're still well below 50 percent, you're 14 out of the 32 making the postseason i think it still has a lot of juice to it yeah. to make the playoffs you know and look here's the other thing i would change i know that it's not popular to say this in the league circles but if you win your division at eight and eight I don't think you should get to host if right. there's a team with a better record that is a wild card team. That's the other thing that you've got to, I think, have to consider is that if you have teams, especially the four or five games, get the four or five game gets really dicey mm-hmm. because the four is, the, I'm sorry, the five is. Although, the best as I card. say that, what was Buffalo's record? Were they ten and six or eleven and five? Because uh, because Johnny, you would have been oh, going to Western New York under my math here. They lost the last two, so I think they were ten mm-hmm. and six. Mm, okay, I think good. they were ten and six. All right, good. But I, th- I could see where you'd put a. I, I could see where you could put a, a condition. They were ten in there. and six. I could see where you could put a condition in there where if the wild card team has two or more wins, then the division winner you're going to face it flips and goes to the wild card team. 
I could see yeah. that. That'd be a you pretty, still make the playoffs for winning your division. Great, right. Everyone's like, you should be rewarded for winning your division. Well, you are rewarded. You're going to make the postseason still over a team that had a better record necessarily, if that turns out to be the case. But you're going to have to go on the road if your record stinks. I mean, think about that. I mean, that's a pretty rule, pretty easy rule to implement. Mm-hmm. If your wild card team is plus two wins over yeah. the division team you're going to face, and that flips, it goes to that mm-hmm. team's place. It right. goes to the wild card's place. So if you're eight and eight, you won a division eight and eight, but the wild card is, is ten and six, flip it. It goes to the wild card. Uh, baseball. Do you like the one game wild card deal? I think baseball playoffs are always best in a series. The reason I the reason I say it, that it's is, a series sport. Yeah, because of the I mean, you think about just being in a series like one game. Like, okay, uh, the worst team in baseball might have the best pitcher. So in a one game scenario, that guy can win the whole. He could win the right. whole. Like if it's a one game series and there's mm-hmm. space in between, which there would be, he could win every game. Yep. Just it's one guy. They may they may not have a complete team, but they've got the best pitcher in baseball, and he dominates every time he goes on the mound. I don't like that. I've I've never liked that one game. I liked it the year the Astros beat the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. That well, yeah, was awesome. When it when it works to you, the, the young and hungry Astros jumping up and down to the dugout while the Yankees were like, "We're the Yankees. We're not going to get too excited yeah. about this." Well, you're going to lose also. Yeah, that and, was they, great. and I thought that was fantastic. And it worked to the to the Astros' favor. I still mm-hmm. would have liked to have seen a best of three. I like best of three series. I don't know. I, maybe it's a little bit old school in me. I like best of three series. I like those. I'm I'm fine with it. Um, Shouldn't the NBA remember when the NBA first round was a best of three? Yeah, and it was awesome. It enabled it's like bang, 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 done. Move on to the next. Yeah, one. move on to the next round. Like the it. first round takes two weeks, and one versus eight. I know it's happened. I know Golden State over Dallas before Golden State was really good. Yeah. Uh, I know about the Denver Nuggets and the Seattle SuperSonics. I know yeah. about these things, but it doesn't really happen that often. Right. You know. I can't believe we finally had a 16 beating a one in the NCAA The seven-game opening round series in the NBA mm-hmm. is torture. It, it's it's look, for the four and the five. No, you torture. can have some good series. You can have some good series. I'll give them that. But the bad ones far away. It. Yeah, the bad series far away. I, I just the seven games. It and it takes forever. So it. I mean, because now, I mean, there's there's so much. I say it goes seven games. I mean, it's just. You're playing that thing for two weeks. How about if you play two three weeks. game series all the way through, but you have a loser's bracket? Ooh. Now you can Ooh. get now I'll you can talk to me about a loser's bracket because one of my favorite one of my favorite playoff setups of all time. Okay. Was the College World Series, old school college old world series. School. Which was a truly mm-hmm. double elimination tournament. Sure. And those double elimination games were fantastic. And you'd have situations where you'd get to the to the finals, as I say in air quotes on radio. I'm putting the fingers up. Yep. Where the team's undefeated, one team's mm-hmm. undefeated, and you've got one loss, and now you got to beat them twice. I've played in those, and they are awesome. I, lo- I love those. We played in one of those many, many years ago to go to the regional tournament in Arkansas, and we mm-hmm. had lost a game and had come back through the, the loser's bracket. And then we played a rain-delayed game that went into extras, yeah. and we had to have a winner at the end of the night. So we started the next game at, like, 11 o'clock at night because we won that one. Oh, jeez. And then we had to go into the bottom of the seventh and won that one. We didn't finish till like, 2.30 in the morning, and it was awesome. That's I love those I had one of those at, um, I love them. at UMass. We went to the, to the University best. of Florida. 
and we played Central Florida, coming up back through the losers bracket because we lost to Florida the opening yeah. night, of course. And then we played Central and then South Florida back to back on a Saturday, and it was eight hours of baseball or something. It was and awesome. we won, and we won to yeah. get back to Florida. This is when they were doing the old format yeah. to get back to play Florida the next day, and then got demolished. But that day, that Saturday, playing back to back was super cool. They didn't even have they didn't even have time to do the laundry. Okay, <laughs> it was that bad. That's baseball for That's you. That's awesome. Though. That's college baseball. Yes, that That's actually awesome. happened. They didn't have time to rewash the uniforms. The guys were just like a mess yeah. the next day. But it is awesome in a way. But the College World Series changed it because yeah, they, changed uh, it. they didn't want the best of three format for the final because they wanted to have a nationally telecast right. game. They one game. That one, you know, for sure mm-hmm. is that game. When I was there at the University of Miami and we won it, we swept our way right to the championship day and then won that. So yeah. we didn't lose right. on our way to winning the national championship. And we were in Omaha for what felt like, I don't know, three weeks. It just took forever yeah. to play that thing. I never I've ate. I just had so much steak that week, and <laughs> I needed to cleanse myself after I got back. Uh, but it's it was a great time. I used to love that one because you had eight teams, so the double elimination, it, it, made, it seemingly took forever. Mm-hmm. If you won the first two games, you just sat and sat and waited and just sat and waited. and it was, But I, I loved it. I, I, yep. There was something about that, having to go through the the, the the dub, the losers bracket to get back to where you've got a chance mm-hmm. was phenomenal. I, I I love that. But baseball has got. I think it's got to be a series. The one game, eh, it's kind of tough. All right. So this would be a series with their new idea here, Johnny. Yeah, where you okay have the six that. teams playing and one team gets a buy or whatever while they're playing these three game series at one site, the higher seed. So you're down with the fourteen teams. I don't know if I love fourteen teams. It's a lot of teams, but guess what? They need it. There's yeah. so many games that are meaningless. Yeah. It would keep more teams in it. Yeah. And that way I'm into it. In the NFL. No, and I'm, I was uh, talking about baseball, baseball because yeah, there's yeah. so many teams that are just yeah, out yeah, of yeah. it. Now, the NFL keeps you involved, too. And I think if they go to 17 games, they almost have to do this. You know, oh, yeah. I, I was on with Wade and Cecil yeah, last Friday. So. They said, well, what about these teams that are kind of out of it toward the end of the year and the games are a struggle as it is? Uh, it's going to be even worse when you have yeah. another game added on. You know, you have this. 19 it's not a 17 week season anymore it's going to be a 19 week season if you go two buys baked in two buys baked in right the super bowl would be this sunday i'd be all right with that the super bowl would be this sunday if you had a 19 week season and you don't play on labor day like mclean always said they'll never play on labor day they're not gonna do it right times change i see that's what i'm thinking i actually would be the one thing i like about both mlb and nfl if you win the conference and you get that buy that's a significant advantage for you, mm-hmm. a significant. And what that does is say, hey, we value the regular season. Right. And if you're the winner of the regular season, then you get that buy. And that's going to that is a huge piece. They're almost going to have to do this thing because it's going to it's going to bring it all into February where the sweeps are. They're all going to love it. It's going to be ridiculously loved yeah. by the networks. Well, all right. Not want the Super Bowl. Well, my wife wouldn't because it would just push back any yeah. time that we yeah. would have after that. So. Yeah, we won't get into that kind of stuff. All right, coming up on the show also, position group breakdown on the season and heading into the offseason. The linebackers are going to take center stage this evening. And what if? We've got a very interesting what if based on free agent quarterback availability, and we'll go retro with it. It's Texans All Access. Having fun on Texans Radio on a Tuesday night with John Harris, Mark Vandermeer with you in the Hyundai Texans Radio studio. Okay, free agent quarterbacks, the Phillip Rivers news broke 
on Monday. Obviously, that's a big deal. Everyone's wondering what's going to happen with Tom Brady. Johnny, can you imagine? Let me take you back here. Okay. Can you imagine if this was 2016 and what oh, we might be no. thinking here in Houston? Oh, I know it's exactly. Tw- it's 2016. You want a quarterback. I know exactly. What that you're was thinking. the Osweiler acquisition offseason. And then Tom Brady is potentially available, and you can't tamper with him. He's not a free agent yet, but right. wink, wink. I don't know what would happen behind the scenes, but I wonder if that could have would have happened if we'll go to this next, was occurring. Go to the next year, too. Yeah, because you don't know. If you, yeah, I mean, Deshaun Watson, that was a heck of a move you had to make on draft night in order to acquire him. But I talked about it the other night. Remember what was happening before all that went down? What was happening before all that went down? There was a guy in a in a CBS booth now that was thought to maybe Romo, be considered. That's right. Remember that? 2017 was the winter of Romo. And then he said, uh, no, I'm going to the broadcast booth. Right. So he did that. Yeah, either way. That's right. Everybody, you know what? I totally which, forgot about how everybody was so into the idea of Romo coming here, which, hey, fine, great at the time. So let me ask you this happen. question. This is just out of curiosity because yep. obviously it, it didn't happen. But Obviously, Bill coached Tom. Right. If Bill were to just text Tom, like, say, I don't know, say something happened. Maybe Giselle won some award or something. <laughs> Congratulations. Could on- he, like, send Tom a text saying, hey, man, heard Giselle won an award. Congratulations. Hope you're doing well. Could I he think that's send, fine. Could he send a text like I that? I think that's fine as long as it's not football. I wonder how Giselle would like Houston. Ah, blah, 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 blah. Tampering. Right. Uh, I mean, like, where's... <laughs> like how many? How far could you go? Hey, I saw a hey, poster. Hey, was thinking of you. I'm thinking of you. Thinking I saw a poster of, of Giselle at the Galleria today. Made uh, me think of you. Would she be willing to sign it for us, or is it? In other words, how about a Speaking visit? Code? Wink, wink. Speaking code. Tom, I just ate at this great barbecue place down here in Houston. You gotta try it. Yeah. It may not fit in the TB12 <laughs> diet, but you might want to use this as your cheat meal. Yeah, I don't know if that's acceptable either. Let me know. I can take you. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. But uh, anyways, yeah, no, you're well, right. Well, he could do it because, oh, like, the, Bra- you know, Brady's phone isn't making it to any investigation. The speculation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He knows what to do with it. Um, the speculation would have been off the charts. It would have I mean, been it off would, the charts. It, would have, yeah. every, every, it wouldn't even been three teams as an option. Right. It would have just been that one option. You know, it's exciting for these teams who are searching for quarterbacks to have all these quarterbacks available. You know, you have all these guys out there, potentially, I guess you'd have to say right now, but it looks like a lot of people are headed for the market. And Phillip Rivers, one of them. We talked about it last night. What about Rivers as a Colt? What about Brady as a Colt? What about? But Brady as a Texan would have been a hot topic had this happened three years ago, four years ago. But I'm glad that we're not in that conversation. I'm glad that there's a quarterback here in Houston that everybody likes, and um, we're ready to lock and load with him in 2020. I just found it interesting that this is a thing. No, there's no. You know what it made me think about? Mm-hmm. It made me think about. It makes me think about my son, and what I mean by that is my son is huge into technology, and I always think about computers, and and I used to always tell this to my son because my son sees the newest computer come out, and he's like, Dad, I want the new XLR <laughs> eight two eighty. From you know uh, Panama, uh, the new Panama group, and I'm like, Jack, you know that in two weeks there'll be this like new computer that comes out that's gonna yeah. supposedly supposedly be better than the other one. 
We need to get a trusty, reliable one that you love. And that's like for me. I got I got a computer a few years ago, and I love it. I don't have to worry about computers. I see all these new, yep. fashionable models come out, mm-hmm. but I've got the one right. that I love. Yeah, there's a little bit of envy, like, oh, man, that computer looks pretty nice, man. A right. monitor is going to be nice. But you know what? I've got one. I don't have to worry about the money I've got to spend for it. I don't right. have to worry about saving up for it. I've got mine. But these are used computers coming on the open market. Well, now, they're those, good ones. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're used. They're refurbished. Mm-hmm. You can go get a refurbished, refurbished computer. That's fine. I don't know if they're refurbished, man. Is, is Rivers refurbished? I don't know. Is Cam refurbished? I don't, I don't know. know. But the point being, when you think about it from that perspective, like just because there's a newer model or a different model yeah. than what you have. Doesn't mean it's better. Doesn't mean it's going to end up being oh, better. No, I'm fine. I'm fine. I think everybody's fine I'm here. I'm good with four. But Mariota out there, I wonder where he ends up. He's going to be a backup somewhere. He's gonna, just going to have to accept I'll that. Give you, I'll give you one. For him? I'll, I'll give you one. Okay. You know Matt Moore is eventually going to go back and, and coach oh, or scout. Oh, gosh, you're right. You're right. You're right. He'll Matt find Moore. a way to Kansas He's going to find a way to Kansas City, and Pat Mahomes is going to get banged up in 2020, and Mariota is going to go out there, and Tennessee Titans fans are going to have to watch Mariota tear it up. He's, well, it's going to happen. Kansas you think City so? Tear it up? I don't know. I don't man. tear it up. That's a little strange. I don't know. I don't know. This is another offensive system going. for him to learn. But that's where he's going. He's a hell of an athlete. He's going to fit in somewhere. Case Keenum's going to be out there again in the open market. Okay. Uh, Look, I'm impressed. I'm impressed that Case has been able to do what he's been able to do. I've I've been a huge fan of Case for the longest time. And what he's been able to do to have the the season he had with Minnesota in 2017, have that playoff win, great. But I think at this point, it's I think he's probably better served. Yeah, he's gotten to match shop stage. Yeah, I mean, pro- yeah, maybe he's played Not a lot of football. He's close. Yeah, he's never that one season with Minnesota was incredible, and he'll always have that miracle to Diggs. Right. He'll always have that. Right. He'll always have the win over Baltimore here. He'll always <laughs> yes. have that. Yeah, uh, I, I'm impressed though that as an undrafted free agent and a guy who is once upon a time running Absolutely. scout team here and playing defensive back on the scout team that he's had a career. And a no long question. career. I mean, this has been a significant career, and yeah. teams have put trust in him as a potential starter. Hasn't worked out for him, but I think a lot of it isn't his fault. Obviously, uh, he's not a Hall of Famer, but good for him having the career he's had. Ryan Tannehill, McLean says no question that he ends up back in Tennessee. I think he has to. I, and but there I, are, but like you said, it. There are other computers are on the market. Do I do I do I, I re up with this one, or do I get uh, one of these other models? I know. I've got Rivers potentially. I don't think so, but, you know, potentially I've yeah. got – does Brady pop up there as okay. an option? All right. What? Listen, we faced Tannehill twice. We mm-hmm. faced Brady. Mm-hmm. We faced Rivers. We saw those three quarterbacks. Who would you rather face? Is, that, is that where you're going with this? You, we saw them all in the field. We saw live out on the field. In order, which ones would you want to face? Well, I'd rather face Phil Rivers. Because Philip will throw us some. Honestly, Johnny, I'd rather see Tannehill. Okay? I mean, me, as far as quarterback, I'm going to beat or I can beat Tannehill, Tannehill, Tannehill. Give me Tannehill all day. Because, and I'll, I'll put it this way, if Brady or Rivers ends up signing with Tennessee, that means they're in good shape. Okay? That means they've, they've been vetted physically that they can still bring it at this age. And I don't want to see those guys. I'd rather see Tannehill, who I know is – 
you know, he had a great run this year. I mean, but as great well, but, as it was, he didn't win week 15. He didn't win week 17 when they were back-to-back at home. And I, it's not all on him. I get it. But back-to-back at home with a chance to take control and, and win the division, perhaps, they weren't able to do it. And I know he played pretty well in the playoffs. He did. He made some throws. But it, it was a Derrick Henry run. This run has Derrick Henry's signature on it. No doubt. More than Ryan Tannehill's. I, I, I don't. I don't disagree with, with that at all. I think there are two things. In fact, two things I probably didn't consider. Number one, one of the reasons I like, on one hand, I like facing Brady and Rivers mm-hmm. is you know where they're going to be. Every single throw, you know they're going to be five steps, yeah. three steps, or five steps right behind an offensive line. Now, where that makes it problematic is you put them behind that offensive line, which was pretty darn good last year. Right. That's problematic. The f- and Which kind of goes to my point about Ryan Tannehill. If you do get pressure on those two, you're going down. Right. You get pressure on Tannehill, now the fun escape. starts to begin. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it – and that's the thing about Tennessee having that offensive line and being as good as it is, putting Rivers and Brady behind it. Yeah, they can make some now I start. To, now I start to panic a little bit. All but right, I we'll still continue. think Ryan Tannehill is tough because he can get out of the pocket and do some things. All right, we'll continue with some of this, some of the stuff going on around the league, and also position group breakdown. What about the linebackers for the Houston Texans heading into 2020 and what they just did last season? It's Texans Radio. Two weeks from tonight, we'll be coming to you from the Combine in Indianapolis, and we always look forward to that trip as we'll do three shows from there, maybe have a little audio leftovers, some leftovers. Okay, and sometimes leftovers are good. I usually don't go for leftovers, but some things are better. Leftovers that are better than when they first are cooked, Johnny. Lasagna, better? Ooh. I think lasagna's better. I think it, it kind of comes together. I'll give you one. I'll uh, give certain you one. soups, chili, I think yeah, it's better. Yeah, soups, absolutely. Yeah. Jambalaya. Jambalaya, better. My wife loves. The rice absorbs everything yes. in there. Yeah, there's yes. something about it. Mm-hmm. There's something about uh yeah, jambalaya soups those are the ones that, and chili everybody always says you gotta let chili give it time to continue to marry absolutely okay I, some people say that thanksgiving i don't know I, I i've i've gone on record about my stance on turkey i could do without turkey on thanksgiving and when my family was gone because we had to stay here for uh, the game against the patriots i was here for thanksgiving i didn't have turkey you did i you, did it my way you you made what you make again? i got ham I yeah. did a I did a maple maple orange glazed ham. I'm very impressed you did it anything because if fantastic. I'm a bachelor for Thanksgiving, I might just do Whataburger or something. So yeah, there I, it is. I did that. Time. I, I I do kind of like the uh, Sandra Lee semi homemade. Mm-hmm. Like I get certain things right, and then I kind of doctor it up and make it my own way. I'm impressed. Yeah, I, I might have made eggs. Okay, <laughs> so. <laughs> I promise position group breakdown, but uh, I did want to highlight that the In the Lab podcast is up is. with you and Drew, and DP and I worked on something called Texans Coffee Talk, no X's, no O's, just a cup of Joe, which is <laughs> which has <laughs> nothing to do with football, that. okay? Nothing, nothing do, at all? Nothing. I love it. I mean, we mentioned football players who happen to participate in the sport for this football team, but it's really about uh, everything but football. That's anyway, awesome. it's fun. So, uh, but you did do the XFL rule thing, and I, I haven't had a chance to discuss this with you, but the one rule I want instantly, like, all right, you, I'm going to give you a chance to adopt one rule. Well, I said XFL. mine on In the Lab, so I'm going to let people go Ooh, listen to In okay, the Lab. Okay, here's mine. I want overtime. I want their overtime. Yeah. I freaking love it. I yeah. love their overtime. And, and let me tell you this. 
I don't like our overtime right now. And I've said this to you before. I like sudden death. And here's what, and people, well, Mark, it's not fair. You got to get an extra possession. Here's the deal. Here's why I think that the NFL overtime has got to change to something more like what the XFL has or go back to the old way of sudden death. You must incentivize the teams to end the game in regulation. If you tweak overtime again and say, listen, you're going to get the ball no matter what. All right. Yeah. The, you know, you lose the coin toss. All right. So they get it first. If they score the touchdown, you'll get it. Right. And I'm surprised they haven't done that already based on what happened to the Chiefs in the AFC championship game uh, prior to right. this season. But they didn't do it. I need those coaches motivated to win the game in regulation. If you do that, then it's just like another halftime. Right, right. It's like, well, I know I got overtime and I know I'm going to get the ball no matter what. Yeah. In fact, now maybe I want it second because like uh, now I know what I need, like the college yeah, overtime. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't don't reward them for not being aggressive in regulation. I want them aggressive in regulation. You do this five-yard line thing. That's the way the XFL does it, by the they way, do it folks. They from the five or the ten? I think it's the, the five. five. Right. So the five, you get a shot from the five, they get a shot from the five. You get And, it's in, and you get two points for scoring. Right. And once somebody has a lead that's insurmountable, uh, it's it's done. And I think they get five, four or five shots. Yeah, five shots. Five, five shots on the five. Yeah, it's like. I, it's like kicks in soccer. Yeah, absolutely. I love this. And coaches won't want anything to do with it. I don't want to go to those. Like, in soccer, coaches don't want to go to kicks. I don't want to go to kicks. Nope. Kicks are ridiculous. Not I want right. to win the game right now. So incentivize the NFL coaches for winning the game right now. And if you're happy to go to overtime, oh, my gosh, is that exciting. And it's fair because defense from the five, it's not like defense from the one or the two. It's not like you're not no. in your goal line at right. the five, right? You're not no. in your goal line defense. Right. If they're at the one, you're in your goal line defense. you got 15 yards to work with. Yep. Ends on being 10. You got five. Right. You got- so you're going to play some D. Yeah. And you're going to play. And it's no easy. It's no easy it's in a, from the five. Right. It's not a walk. I think park. it's great. That's the best. I, it's even better than the kickoff idea that they have. It becomes a whole. You know what it becomes? It becomes a whole another piece that you've got to work on in practice. Because mm-hmm. you got to work on your two-point plays. Right. Which are probably going to be a little bit different than your five-yard overtime plays. Oh, yeah. And I like the fact that definitely you each get five shots. If you're still tied after those five, then it's a, a one. It's a one off. Yeah. Then it's sudden death at that point. The only thing I don't like about it, just I don't know how quick you can make the changeover is, is that offense runs a play. Then your defense goes out there. Then they go back and forth like that. Are you in your same, a lot of moving? Are you in the parts. same? Yeah, you got to be at the same end of the field. Otherwise, the yeah, you stay like, in the same end of the I'm, field. I'm running out here now. You because you could have had the, the units there. Oh, uh, yeah. That's what you're saying. Like, like, two like, spot. A, like, like a joint practice. Like the two-spot drill. You can't do it that you, way. No, no, no. you got to do the same yeah. end because of the cameras, the refs, everything. So oh, I'll give you one that I like that I didn't talk about. And I what? noticed this. I don't know. It's not so much a rule. But it is something that I think would help. Mm-hmm. speed up the game a little bit. They have one, and I'll say this in air quotes again, fingers are up, ref, mm-hmm. that all he does is spot the ball. That's he's a, all he's he does. a ball spotter. He, that's it. He spots the ball. That guy spots the ball, and that's all he does. He doesn't throw flags. He just has the balls with him, you goes know. up, spots it, and they can move. I, li- I like that. You know that I... Like I- that. So the the positioning of the spot is something I do complain about in the National Football League. Yes. 
Sometimes I feel like the world is against us. Yeah. I'm like, that was a horrible spot. That was a horrible spot. I think there, that are 31, there are 31 voices that feel the same way. Well, well here, yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure everybody feels that way sometimes. And, and it, you know, it evens out. Yeah. But that's hidden yardage right there. Uh, there's no question. Like, you know, we get so enamored with, like, this, not enamored, focused on the length of the football in certain situations. Measurement, is it right. over the goal line, is it not? But so many different positions through the course of a drive where a length of a football or a half length here or there add up to yards. Yep. Now, Sean Payton talked about eventually they'll have the technology where, they, I don't know, I mean, how? How yeah. will you have that technology? When the, when the guys tackle, like, a beep, you know, buzzer goes off, and, like, that's yeah. exactly where it needs to go. The GPS will be positioned at a, pro, a, a exactly that latitude yeah. and longitude. I don't know. Anyway, we could talk about this kind of stuff all day. Linebackers, I want to talk about that for the Houston Texans. So this year, and it's funny, we talk about this defense and, you know, you, the recency of it all. You remember what happened against the Chiefs, and that was terrible. But, man, like, you look at the Buffalo Bills game, and you did hold them to 19, yes. okay? And I know they got that late field goal, but they made some plays in that game. Yeah. They made some plays in the Tampa Bay game. They, the whole the entire defensive unit right. you made some plays in the Tennessee game up there where yeah. you had the division on the line this defense did do some things now it's um under renovation if you will as far as coaching goes all the way from the top on down yeah and then you look at I'm sure they're going to do some things in the secondary but the linebackers the kind of year they had when you look at those inside guys in particular let's start there well I think I've said this numerous times mm-hmm. you looked at me like I had five heads when I said this okay Going into the 2018 season, 2018 season, I said, not only will Zach Cunningham be one of the top five defensive players on this team, mm-hmm. he will be one of the top five players on this team. Wow. And you looked at me and you said, the same. you're like, what? Oh, you, you're crazy. And that is what Zach Cunningham has turned into. Zach Cunningham. Zach, has I don't become, know if I said it like that, Zach. He did. Not really. <laughs> but, it, but it made sense. He was coming off a rookie year. He still really he kind of had the same body he had when he was at Vanderbilt. He was still sort of uh, thin and wiry, right? But he started to pack on a little bit more weight. And he's still not heavy by any means, but Zach Cunningham could do everything on a football field. And it's interesting when we were in L.A. Daniel Jeremiah does the color analysis for the Chargers broadcast, right. and so right before the game, it was probably about ten minutes before we were doing uh, our pregame. He walked over, and I saw him, and the first person he brought up, the first person that he brought up was Zach Cunningham. Wow. He goes, man, Johnny, Zach Cunningham is turning into a player. I'm like, ah, DJ. I was like, I-, I know. I've been I've been screaming this from the rooftops. He's a stud. Well, about two weeks ago, Ben Fennell, who does a lot of stuff with NFL Films, he works with ESPN, he does a lot of research for them. He's a good film guy, and he was watching – our game, and I was trying to think who he was watching. He was watching somebody completely different. Oh, he was watching Reader because he was studying some of the unrestricted free agents. So he was watching Reader, and he tweeted, I'm watching DJ Reader, and I can't take my eyes off Zach Cunningham. Mm. This guy, he's like, this guy's making plays everywhere. And I said, Ben, thank you for saying that. Yeah. I was like, national guys need to get on board and realize what all Zach Cunningham can do because, to me, Zach Cunningham is what a an inside linebacker has to be in the NFL. Because, Mark, how often do we see him covering a, a running back out wide, 
covering a tight end, blitzing, mm-hmm. playing the run on the inside, uh, rushing the quarterback when needed. He's all over the place. He spies on some of the fast quarterbacks. He does everything for this, everything for this team. And the fact that that Ben saw is like, thank you. And he wasn't even watching for Zach Cunningham. But the fact that he noticed, and, and that's what Zach does. When you watch, you realize, man, he is good. I know teams have to look at Zach and think, boy, that guy's good. And, and I know that teams are like, well, look, we, you know, he's 240 pounds. We'll just swallow him whole. I don't even know if he's 240 pounds at the end of the season, you know, when you just kind of shed weight. Right. He's probably 235. And I'm sure they're probably like, ah, we'll just swallow him up with our blocking scheme. And then he runs around a blocker. He runs underneath a blocker. He runs through a blocker. And then goes and makes a tackle. He's phenomenal to me. And I think Bernardrick is, you know, I got asked this question by Clint when I was on with them. I think it was last week. And they said, you know, is Bernardrick the right guy to have in this defense? Paraphrasing. Is he the right guy to have in this defense when the Kansas City Chiefs, that's the team you've got to beat to get to the Super Bowl? I was like, yeah, you do have to beat the Chiefs, but what about the Ravens? Right. Well, if you don't have a guy like BMAC against the Ravens, you can just forget it. You've got you've a thump. Have, you've got to have a thumper. And I think they're a really good combination. I think Bernardrick's gotten better with his coverage skills since he's been here. I think he's really improved are in you, that way. Are you surprised, though? You're probably not surprised based on what you said, but I am a little surprised that Cunningham has led the team the last two years in tackles. He's second in the league in solo tackles. Yeah. In the league. Well, not really. In 2019. The only reason I, would, I, I say not really is because – he ends up having to make tackles more on tight ends downfield. Everybody. Yeah, everybody. You know, Bernardrick, not not that he's, you know, Bernardrick is, if he's going to make, if Bernardrick's going to make a tackle in coverage, it's going to be pretty much between the hashes or between the numbers. Right. Zach is going fully sideline to sideline. Now, BMAC is showing he can run sideline to sideline, but that's just not, he's not asked to do that as much. And teams aren't running the football as much on us for the most part. Um, they did a little bit more this year, but I, I like the fit. I like the fit. And I know people have talked about, oh, pass rush, pass rush. I Bernardrick's a really good pass rusher. When he rushes from the edge, he does some good things. So by doing that, by having him on the field on third down, I think you can use him in a blitz capacity. You can use him in a rush capacity that you can leave a lot of the same pieces out on the field and just move the pieces around the chessboard and come up with something a little bit more unique. And that's obviously going to be Anthony Weaver's charge to be able to do that. But I just li- I like the combination because you've gotten better and improved coverage skills with Bernardrick. You've got a do-it-all guy that can fly next to him. You can stop the run. You can cover. I, I don't know that I-, I look at them and think that they're deficient in any one way. I know people say, well, what happened in Kansas City? I don't know that I would put that on the linebackers. I don't know that I would put that on no, those I mean, two. Look, that was a top-to-bottom kind of thing, okay? Yeah. I mean, every phase went awry yeah. during that those moments when you're up 24 to nothing yeah. and you lose by 20. Don't remind me of that. I don't like, want to Like I say, me. it's obviously it's always the one we're going to look at because that's the one that ended it. But sure. you got to look at everything leading up to it as well. Dylan Cole oh, I was inside. Say. I mean, you get him back next year. Right. And you're so set with those three guys at inside linebacker. Yeah, you, I, I would think. Now, obviously, you got to see how the rehab goes with Dylan. But we've seen guys, and we, we don't know. We just know, you know, heard through the grapevine, he tore his ACL, and, and hopefully that's it. Mm-hmm. If that's it, then he should be able to bounce back, hopefully, and, and we'll see him. 
I think that was a loss. I think that was a bigger loss than, than we all sure. let on. In because, so many ways. Right. Because of the ability to cover backs out of the backfield, special teams, he's such a, a big piece there. But I, I, I've always said you can put those three on the field, maybe run some more you know, four-three type concepts where you can get all three of them on the field. But I thought that was a bigger loss. Then when I thought back to the season, I was doing different breakdowns uh, earlier, like right after the season was over. I was like, man, we missed Dylan Cole, didn't we? Like we missed him a little bit more than maybe all of us let on. So I think you've got a guy there. As long as he comes back healthy, I think you feel pretty good about what you have at inside linebacker, which is, which is great. But kind of goes back to our computer analogy earlier. I watch some of these inside linebackers now, and, man, I see some guys. I'm like, oh, I would love that guy for this defense. Right. But, but we have it. We have it. You know, I watch this guy up in Wyoming. His name's Logan Wilson. And I'm like, oh, man, I love this guy. I'm like, but we have it. We have Zach Cunningham. We have Dylan Cole. We have guys that can run and hit. Like him, we don't, we don't need him. I would love him, but we don't need him. Um, so it's, it's kind of interesting to watch the inside linebackers and these uh, you know, as I start studying these draft prospects, and it's changed. The inside linebackers have changed significantly. Yeah. You do not see, you do not see a guy like Bernardrick anymore. You do not see a guy 255 pounds like him. The, I, just going through my list of guys, I don't know how many of them are, are beyond 245. Right. You just don't have that anymore. I mean, Zach Cunningham would be considered big. Well, in the college game, you're doing so much Absolutely. running, covering. That kind of thing. Exactly. And we're seeing how it's all filtering up, too. You know, you kind of you've got to you got to take what you get in some sense. You know, you're not getting 250, 255 pound linebackers. So you're having to adjust what you do, how you do certain things. And that's one of, that's one of the positions where things are changing. Obviously, tight end. We've talked about for a long, long time how that's changed. That position's changed. We're seeing a little bit of a move back with tight ends. I've, there are a few more kind of wide tight ends, but you still see a lot of pass catching tight ends, 240, 235 pounds that play tight end. They're going to be basically big receivers. I don't think we have time to be fair talking about outside linebackers, but it's going to be a big topic this off season because pass rush and, you know, what are you going to get yeah. next year? Where are you going to get it from? You know, obviously Whitney and Scarlett are there and, you get Duke Edgefort back, yeah. which is a nice thing because we all want to see what he can do. And as far as pass rush up front with Watt, with the men who, I mean, you do have some guys here. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how they feel about what they have versus what they might add in that department. Is it young? Is it a free agent? Right. And, you know, Bill O'Brien probably not going to go nuts in the free agent market. I think he's always, he said that publicly, how yeah. he doesn't really want to have to do that. Everybody wants to be able to build to the draft and right. get homegrown with these kinds of things. Yeah, no doubt. And I think to your point, I'm curious to see how they look at what they have versus what the public's per the public's perception yeah. is going to be. So. All right. Well, you know we're going to talk about it a ton this entire off season, and we'll continue to break down position groups as these shows continue five nights a week, six to seven on Sports Radio six ten, and also wherever you're listening in a podcast context. Have a great night, everyone. Go Texans.